0: in the age of podcasts about serial killers. There are many out there. However, one will stand out. Just like Netflix, the serial killers will chill with you with Tara and Bambi.
1: you little... Wait, 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 wait. Oh. There we go. Wrong podcast. All right. Welcome, all you deviant little bastards, to what is now a very a special episode of Serial Killers and Chill, where I am Bambi, and I am very, very caffeinated, and I have a keyboard that makes me sound different to you. But Tara doesn't understand... She just hears me talking because it's all fucked up. Anyways, <laughs> hi, welcome to this podcast where we're doing a special episode. Tara, take it away.
0: <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's difficult to uh, to be serious. <laughs> I cannot hear the effects that he is adding into this I won't hear them until the finished product is put out so what I hear is Bambi being a total goober um normally we would do this as a mini cast and uh, I had started diving down a few little holes and the one that I found took me a little deeper than I wanted to go so surprise you're getting a full fucking episode Hooray. (laughs) Basically, it's going to consist of me uh, having run the show completely on my own and done all the research by myself, and Bambi gets to sit there and learn something new and probably learn about a brand-new killer he's never heard about.
1: Nope. uh, You gave me a little bit of a heads-up about who the killer actually is. However, we do have to give some sort of warning on this because this person that apparently we're going to talk about is um, one of the more worse off people like this the the person that we're talking about is highly deviant so um as as the snowflakes would say a uh, trigger a warning um so there, yeah. th- there are definitely some things that uh we we want to let you guys know about um, if if you're you know like if you can handle like a serial killer documentary on, you know Netflix or on YouTube or something like that, you know these are just like the surface level documentaries. Um, you know maybe where they show a lot of the grotesque pictures where you actually get to see some of the stuff. If you really can't handle that. Uh, Tara has told me that this is probably not a podcast for you. Like she said that it it, it turns it uh, it it didn't sit well with her while she was doing a little bit of the research. But uh, you know we just want to let you know, hey, if you have uh, that sensitivity for something like this, you know this is not John Wayne Gacy or this is not Ted Bundy. You know, just some random dude removed. We are going mm-hmm. to cross a line today, um, and mm-hmm. not that you know there's no problem with crossing lines. It's just. We want you to be very, very forewarned. So.
0: And if we did not cross that line and you really wanted us to, we'll try harder. Yeah. I just have to add a sensitivity warning to it. Um, mostly because as, as a mom, some of the stuff this guy did, it, it made me feel a little nauseous. Just a little
1: nauseous. And not because my socks are off. <laughs> I wouldn't know. We're not even in the
0: same state. <gasps>
1: no, I I actually kind of need to put them back on. It smells a little bit.
0: <laughs> so, for starters, what do you know about vampires?
1: I know that they're sparkly. <laughs> um, I know that uh, women fantasize about them. And uh, that apparently, <laughs> you know, they're 500 years old and they date 19 year old women. So.
0: Okay. All right, so um, quick brief history. Vampires originated in Eastern Europe as a basic form of folklore through the 17th and 18th century. Now, the first literary vampire appeared in the 18th century in a poem done by, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Polidori, titled The Vampire. That was done in 1819. Now, uh, Brom Stoker is often accredited as being the very first author to introduce vampires in his story of Dracula. Mm-hmm. That didn't show up until 1897. So he is not the father of vampire tales. A little late. A little little late. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit late. 1819 to 1897. He was a bit late.
1: Okay.
0: Um they've gone from very foreboding and very sexual beings to sparkly
1: foreboding like evil foreboding
0: well like you know how you look in the refrigerator <clears throat> and you see a big fat fucking piece of cake and you know that cake's bad for you but you want that cake yes that's foreboding <laughs> Well, they've. The character of the vampire has been altered to suit our times, mm-hmm. which apparently consists of 500-year-old men dating 19-year-old girls.
1: Okay. Don't forget
0: they um, sparkle. Don't forget they yeah, sparkle. Yes. They're
1: sparkly! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Anne Rice, the author, uh, was. <laughs> I don't know why it was delayed. Just keep talking. <laughs>
0: Anne Rice, the author, was one of the first to really have a more sympathetic approach through her tales, interview with a vampire, and the vampire Lestat. So, you kind of have a gist of what we're going to be discussing vampire killers. Not people who kill vampires, but people who believe they are. There are those who operate under the delusion that they are vampires, and this episode is where I'm going to focus on one particularly sick and demented individual, one Peter Curtin, the vampire of Dusseldorf, Germany.
1: Peter Curtin. He's I, I probably not an Australian tev- television actor.
0: no. 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 Oh.
1: Um. Here he is, K U with the umlaut R T E N. Yes, sir. Didn't look that bad.
0: <laughs> he looks very docile.
1: Yeah, he's got a very Hitler-esque haircut.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well. Oh. Oh. Some of his photos, he has the Hitler stash.
1: Well, I mean, that was the th- um.
0: And not. And not the kind that Cartman gave to Butters.
1: <laughs> so, oh, my God, he does. It's so adorable. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, for anybody who would like to look it up, it's Peter, P-E-T-E-R, Curtain K-U-R-T-E-N, if you'd like to see what some of his photos look like. Um, okay. This German serial killer was born May 26th of 1883. Mm-hmm. Um. He committed an array of murders and sexual assaults between February and November of 1929 in the German city of Dusseldorf. However, as we'll go into later on, it seems his spree started a bit earlier than that as he had amassed a lengthy criminal record um, consisting of arson and some attempted murders. Um, When he was caught, apparently... uh, he even confessed to murders that had been overlooked,
1: hmm.
0: and has been described by the forensic scientist Carl Berg as the king of sexual perverts. Well, With that was. Emoting,
1: well, hmm? well, that was like um, oh, uh, that was like Gary Ridgway. Remember the um, that remember we were talking about the the one incident where he was for sure he he got somebody, but it was attributed to an overdose.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. Um, this uh, not the forensic scientist but a uh, they never actually gave his name he was a uh, psychologist had uh, basically amassed his motives as sadistic sexual gratification and vengeance against society
1: so like the the yellow dude in Sin City right?
0: yes exactly
1: Um,
0: can't get off unless he's hurting somebody Um, As per usual, I like to start at the very beginning so that you can get a better idea of what makes the killer the killer and to follow along with the FBI profilers, you know, A, B, C, D list. Um, Curtin was born into an abusive and poverty-stricken home. He was Uh the third. (laughs)
1: Imagine that.
0: Um... He was the third of 13 children. Lucky 13. Um, Two of them had died at an early age, leaving 11 altogether. Um, His family basically lived in what was a a one-bedroom apartment. Uh, Both of his parents were heavy alcoholics, with the father frequently beating the wife and children. He would force the children to gather into the room, the only room, uh, make his wife strip down and proceed to rape her in front of the children and if they looked away they would be penalized for it that was probably the wrong choice of words wasn't it
1: why 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 like like whatever no i'm we're going to pass on that one keep going
0: <laughs> um
1: we're going to pass
0: the father had been jailed for 15 months in 1894 for committing incest with the eldest daughter, who was 13 at the time.
1: Oh, that's a new
0: one. Um, yeah. The mother had turned him in. Uh, she had left while he was incarcerated. Later down the road, she remarries, and the family ends up moving to Düsseldorf. Um Curtin claims his earliest murder was at nine years old. Now, I I don't know if you've ever met a nine year old, but could you, can you see most of the nine year olds you've known or met kill another person?
1: Well, I saw that video that you posted because I had seen it before about the kid with a hammer smashing the TV. You might be one of them. I mean, we may
0: see that kid again (laughs) on our own page.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like, I know like, like kids who are like kids who are like seven to like 12 don't really have a filter and sometimes really don't care, you know, because mm-hmm. they're at that stage where they're, they're learning about stuff. So it's, I, it could be a very real possibility, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I, I, then again, I don't know how true some of this is. You know, like there there are people on Reddit. Like every once in a while, you'll come across like an off my chest or a confession that they have, where it's like, yeah, I killed my best friend, and everybody thinks it was an accident because this random thing that I did, you know, took a wrong turn. Like oh, we were messing around near a ledge, and I pushed him a little bit, and I would push him away from it, but he tripped on a rock and blah, blah 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 blah. You know, so like I, I wouldn't attribute it to like they are a killer, but like I mean. You got, you know, that little voice. It's like, ah, fuck it. Take that left turn and go off the bridge. You know, like, as a child, do you really have the inhibitions to stop that?
0: Yeah. I mean, ugh. and I think a lot of it is, is you know, at the age of nine, you really should know the difference between right and wrong. Eh,
1: that's debatable. That's debatable. <laughs>
0: well, what he claims is that while swimming with t- young boys two other playfellows mm-hmm. um he decided to drown one of these young boys he pushed him off the raft and pushed his head under the water the second boy attempted to stop this Curtin claims he drowned that boy as well and that the police ruled it an accident
1: was he superman mm-hmm. or some shit
0: Uh, You know, they didn't give a whole lot of heavy-duty detail on it. Um, The one boy was already dead by the time the second one decided to try and intervene when he finally picked up on, hey, you're hurting my buddy.
1: Um, Now,
0: now there actually is a record of this incident. This incident really did happen, and they really did rule it an accident.
1: Well, like... How, like, how do you not know somebody's trying to drown your friend like, that, like
0: I would love to know that myself um, part of what it said but... was, yeah well part of what it, what his explanation was is that he had pushed the boy under the raft and was holding him under the raft now I'm sitting here trying to visualize that myself you're on a raft now their idea of raft and our idea of raft could be entirely different so i'm trying to visualize you know like okay um wooden planks or you know maybe like a a boat or something okay and uh, the, he pushed the kid underneath it and is holding him and keeping him from
1: getting out somehow the, 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 okay the, all right all right we'll we'll run with it okay
0: yeah, it's it's a little befuddling. Um, because of the poor home life, Curtin would run away from home quite frequently and live on the streets. He'd be gone days, weeks, kind of thing, and eventually end up having to come back home. Um,
1: Thank God I had admitted- Russia.
0: <laughs> God damn it, I don't have a Russia joke. <laughs> Once again, I fail. <laughs> yeah. no, that's right. Now I had pointed out before that he had already amassed a lengthy criminal record. Um, his times on the streets, he kept company, 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 company with social mif- misfits, petty criminals, and deplorable scum, basically. Um, meandering a little further into the future, we hit his adolescent years. Um, because of a chance meeting with a neighbor that lived in the same building, this man was a uh, a dog catcher. This man had taught him how to abuse animals, how to torture them, and had taught him bestiality.
1: Oh, the trifecta of awesome!
0: Yes, I know, right? This guy's a winner. Ooh, swipe right on Tinder.
1: Oh my God, I totally swipe right.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> At the age of 13, Curtin had resorted to bestiality to relieve his sexual urges. He would do this with sheep, pigs, and goats that, you know, were in local barns in their area. Um, He later said that the elation he received came when he would stab the animals to death. He could not achieve orgasm until. He stabbed them to death as he was raping these poor creatures. Glorious. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I had mentioned before, Daddy had, uh, had been sent to prison for incest with the eldest daughter. mm mm-hmm. um, He also, Curtin, also attempted to rape the sister his father had molested.
1: Oh, twofer. That's fucking, yeah. yeah, let's just add to that misery.
0: Yeah, we're swiping right again, aren't we? Good God. Yeah. Um, at his father's demands, Curtin left school to obtain work as an apprentice molder. Now, I did not go any further to see what the hell an apprentice molder is. Um, If you want to try some clickety-clackety stuff, you can see what
1: that is. An apprentice molder.
0: An apprentice molder. M O L D E R.
1: I bet you I know what it is.
0: I I had it. had an idea, much like the raft, in the back of my mind, but I really would like you to confirm it.
1: Molder the apprentice school. Ah, uh, Molder's apprentice works in a shipyard factory. What the fuck? Molder apprentices work in a shipyard foundry, one of the few foundries in the U.S. capable of pouring a large variety of ferrous and non-ferrous met- metals. Molder apprentices receive an overview of a foundry. A ferrous, f-e-r-r-o-u-s, containing or consisting of iron. Iron. So I, I think a molder, uh, you know, like those big steel pipes and all that crap. Yeah. That's probably that. That's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah, because okay. it looks like like I, I I it's just the first thing that I'm looking on, but yeah, it looks it literally looks like that's what they do. They just you know they they do all the hot metals and crap like that.
0: Okay, well, two years into this, down the road, Peter stole all the money he could find in their home. And robbed his employer of three hundred marks, which today would be the equivalency of one hundred and seventy-four dollars and eighty-two cents. Um, he no. Well, back then that yeah, that's a lot of fucking money back then. Today it's like yeah, whatever. That doesn't even make my car payment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For some <laughs> of us who are not
0: randy, p- <laughs>
1: <Yeah>, fuck
0: off.
1: <laughs> My um, van blew up, and I needed a Jeep real quick, real fast, and so I took what I could
0: get. His van, I have seen the pictures, actually caught fire in his parking lot. It caught fire.
1: Mm-hmm. So For for the a quick little side story then, um, so basically, I was going to take my moped to work, decided that I didn't want to, that I'd take a minivan, and I had just done a bunch of work done on it. And I guess the the place that I bought it from, mechanic shop that deals with all the cars, did a real poop job, like real poopy job, and uh, it decided to just blow, blow the fuck, blow the fuck up, up. The fuck and it was glorious.
0: Can you imagine being the person who has to call their boss and can't come in right now? My vehicle's on fire.
1: No, it, it was it was awesome. It was literally I like. <laughs> I <can't laughs> i can't, so and like i i because i had my boss's direct line and i was like hey boss she's like what's up jared How, what, or, sorry it's, it's yeah my real name is jared but uh they're like well you know she's like what's up i was like hey so my van is on fire right now i'm gonna be a little late to work and she's like what are you talking about and so i was like um send me a text message real fast on my you know from your from your cell phone and she goes okay and so I sent her a picture of my van with, like, an eight-foot flame coming out of the hood. She's like, oh, take your time. We'll see you when you get in. I was like, thank you.
0: And still in expected him to come in. Tell me that does not remind you about the memes you see during winter. 50 feet of snow. Your boss says, you still coming in? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> what was it you said about the tree that was near it? it- oh, yeah. It- Still, like, dead there because of the fire?
1: Yeah, it, um, like, half of it's actually dead. <laughs> yeah, half of the tree is actually dead. It's fucking it's ridiculous. I'm so, I, yeah, like, dumb. So dumb.
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> after stealing the 300 marks, he ran away to, I believe it's pronounced Kublenz. Uh, it's spelled K-O-B-L-E-N-S. Um, he ended up hooking up with a prostitute there, who willingly submitted to his every sexual perversion that was demanded of her. She trooper. Um, he was apprehended just four weeks later and charged with breaking and entering and theft. Served one month, and once he got out, reverted to petty crime upon his release in 1899 nice went right back to what he knew um uh, yeah his list of convictions is uh, well it, it's relatively impressive to say the least um in 1900 he was arrested for fraud and again later that year on the same charges as well as his 1899 thefts that he did his one month work plus the attempted murder of a girl with a firearm was added on to it. He was sentenced and served four years. Uh, Upon being released in 1904, he was drafted into the Imperial German Army and deployed to Metz. Metz?
1: Metz. Where did he get a firearm from?
0: They don't say where. It, it was just in his list of his convictions. They don't say where he obtained anything. Like, there was no real detail added into it.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, he just stole, like, you know, 300 marks, had decided to have sex with a prostitute who bended to his every whim, and then somehow got a firearm and tried to kill somebody. Yeah, that makes total sense. Somewhere
0: in that, somewhere in that four-week period when he was apprehended, they charged him with all of that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, somewhere in that four-week period, that has to have been what happened. Um, He did serve his four years for it all, and like I said, he was drafted into the Imperial German Army, uh, deployed to, it's pronounced Miss. It's spelt M-E-T-S, but pronounced Miss, in Lorraine, to serve in the 98th Infantry Regiment. He deserted his post. Um... It's around this time frame that he began committing acts of arson. Oh oh is somebody typing?
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I can't. What, what was it? M E S T E?
0: M-E-T Z.
1: M E T Z mess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. Ninety-fifth Infantry Division?
0: Ninety-eighth. Ninety
1: eighth infantry regime. Oh uh, here we go. It's in France. Yes, in Lorraine. Oh so I said uh, yeah, okay. No, I wanted to know where it was. Sorry, I was No,
0: okay. I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, yeah. Now... Northeast. <laughs>
1: okay, sorry, but sorry.
0: No, and that's fine uh, now, he began committing these acts of arson, uh, barns, haylocks, stuff like that. He would stick around nearby to watch the emergency services attempt to put out the fires.
1: I like to
0: watch it burn. <clears throat> uh, 24 acts of arson committed both for his sexual excitement and hopes of burning sleeping tramps alive.
1: What? So, <laughs> okay. So he he pays them and then wants to... Burn. So it's a lot like mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, where if you beat the hooker up after you sleep with her, you get your money back. Children's <laughs> <laughs> living Grand Theft Auto real life, all huh? right.
0: And it's a bit like the Green River Killer going after the prostitutes, paying the prostitutes, but having a deep, deep disdain for them.
1: Well, like... Yeah. No, that's just that's way too personal of information. We'll 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 cast that aside for now.
0: Oh, that sounds goofy. I I, I, I
1: Bambi Bambi was very very single for a very very long time, and uh, Bambi decided to hop on Tinder. And uh when when you get zero matches on Tinder in eight months, you kind of start to feel a little. A little, and you know it's 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 one of those things where it's kind of like
0: yeah. hey, ho, we should probably let a this go. Yeah,
1: give me a date, hey, ho, I need a date, and it's kind of like you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, your ego takes a bit of a hit. So,
0: ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I, I, my my best friend is a uh, is a hoe. <laughs>
1: So, like, you know, you, you start to, you're like, God, you're like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is, you know, like, am I, I mean, I'm a teddy bear. Like, you know, if somebody asks, like, what Bambi looks like, like, yeah, I've got a dad bod. Just imagine a teddy bear, but in dad's form, you know. <laughs> so, like, that, like. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, I I know that, like, I I know I'm no Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth, you know, and I understand that's probably what a lot of Tinder is, is a lot of girls going after the Chris Evans and Hemsworth guys. But like, you know, like when, like, yeah, okay. Anyways, but like, I can, I can kind of sympathize why he'd be like really fucking pissed, but at the same time, it's like, let's not burn down a building and try to burn a, a woman alive. That that's, that's like some deep, deep seated hatred. And shit like that. Well,
0: he he actually achieved sexual excitement from watching these buildings burn
1: down. Hey, Tony, you see the guy over there shaking with his pants with the excited look on his face? You think he had anything to do with it? No, 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 Jim. No, Jim. I t- he's just, he's probably just real scared out of his wits, hey. <laughs> Damn fine police work, Germany or France. Damn fine police work. Good job. Oh this.
0: my goodness. Woo! I have never heard you do that before. My goodness, it just scared the butt jeepers out of me.
1: In, oh back. he'd be a wow. real, you know, heartbeat today.
0: So he uh <laughs> he deserted his uh his duty station uh-huh. as a result. Yeah, we know what happens. You're ex-military. You know how this goes. He's supposed to be shot. Well, as a result, he was tried by the military court and convicted of desertion in addition to multiple counts of arson, robbery, and attempted robbery. Subsequently, he was sentenced and imprisoned from 1905 to 1913 in Munster, solitary confinement frequent insubordination he was uh, he definitely was a go against the grain kind of guy
1: that always surprises me like why people join the military they're like cause I've had this conversation with so many people before where it's like if a drill sergeant told me you know to fucking you know whatever I'd punch him and all I want to do is just go yeah you're a bitch you know like, like <laughs> it's like why would you want to join the military if you're like, oh, if somebody's like, ah, I'm fucking punching? Well, like, no, you're not. He Shut didn't up. join.
0: He did not join. He was drafted. Oh,
1: disregard. Yeah, He
0: really was concerned. drafted. Um, while imprisoned, there were severe forms of discipline during this time that ended up fueling his erotic fantasies.
1: Well, like back, like. Even in today, even in today's military desertion is still like chargeable by death, by firing squad. Like, yes, I mean, even in World War Two, like, it, you know, that you, you could be shot for d- deserting. So like back in the 1900s, I'm surprised he just did like 10, 15 years.
0: Yeah, that that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop that he just served time.
1: Also, are um, are we at like 3 or 4 people that he's killed by now?
0: Uh currently currently it's still sitting at just the two boys. Okay.
1: So this is uh I don't cuz I I know we were having some technical issues, which is why we're having take number 3 here uh to record this. But did you didn't you say like he went on a spree? Earlier? Yes, yeah. and
0: His spree is coming up soon.
1: Well, we're at two (laughs) in 15 to 20 years. It's not much of a spree.
0: Well, he's. Well, the spree was in uh, 1929. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Hooray. All right. Well, so it fueled his erotic fantasies. Um, it was expanding to include very graphic ones of striking out at society and killing the masses so he's he's basically you know during this time it's festering that that boil it's getting worse and worse it was it was already rotten to begin with but now it's rotten to the fucking core um he derived immense pleasure from these these visions that uh, others would get from, like, pornographic scenes and would occasionally and spontaneously adiculate while preoccupied with thoughts of, you know, not just, not just sexually assaulting. Wow. But basically slashing and stabbing these people. And he would spontaneously ejaculate on himself.
1: Could, could you imagine not having to to do that, guys? What? God, I'd, like, I'd say that like there's a whole bunch of men listening, because it's all your lady friends. Like, Dad, okay.
0: Love you, girls.
1: I am not, okay, I want to say this, but please do not take this the wrong way. How fucking dope would that be? Just kind of like, oh, hey, about that t- Tiffany, Cool, we're good to go. Let's call it a day. Anybody <laughs> else thinking
0: of the jizz in my pants" song? Yeah,
1: from fucking. But I mean, like, how dope would that be? Like, you don't have to sit there for like five, ten minutes. And be like, yeah. You could just be like, yeah. What about the? And then it's over and done with. And you're like, yep, dope, uh-huh. done. I can walk away. I need
0: their jeans. <laughs>
1: It's like, I mean, it, it, it. God, fucking, my high school years would have been so much easier. <laughs> All right. And who's what's it? We're learning about baby today. I don't like this. Keep moving now. Okay, so... So
0: let's get into the murders. Okay. The first definitive, since you were asking, the first murder was on May 25th of 1913 during a burglary at a tavern in Mulheim. There was a nine-year-old little girl, Christine Klein who was strangled while asleep in her bed, slashed twice across the throat with a pocket knife.
1: I'm sorry. What the fuck?
0: A nine-year-old little girl, while he was doing this burglary when he broke in, he came across this poor little girl who was asleep in her bed. He strangled her, and while strangling her, slashes her twice across the throat with a pocket knife. Here's where it gets disgusting. Yeah, we're going to pass. The blood spurting from Curtin's own mouth, the blood spurting caused him to ejaculate.
1: Well, I mean, he'd been fantasizing about this for how long, though?
0: Quite some time.
1: Yeah. So it's... it's not, not yeah. Too, not too akin to it, but it's like, it's like the first time that like you, you kiss that person that you've been with for a long time. There's that spark and this happened to be a spark.
0: It's it's basically like crushing on somebody for a decade, and then all of a sudden you finally get to kiss that person. Mm. It's very similar. I would not know. The next day, Curtin returns to the tavern across the street just so he can listen to the locals respond to the killing of the child. He said that he gained great joy. From hearing the disgust in the discussions.
1: Well, I mean, like, when when that's when when that's like your go-to thing, like if if that's if that's like what you are, the kind of person. I mean, it, it's like when serial killers have that notoriety, and they're like, "Look, that's me in the paper."
0: Yeah, well, gets
1: even better. Oh, goody! Here, come, here comes a
0: twist. <clears throat> Would visit God bless you because somebody has to. (laughs) How many dinosaurs showed up for that mating call? (laughs) Me. (laughs) He uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did he do that's so fucked up? We want to hear the rest of the story. Ignore. He would
0: visit. He would visit her grave often, and said that handling the soil on her grave would physically get him off.
1: Dude. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. How, how has somebody just not pointed out, like, bro, you fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. how has somebody just been like, bro, you're fucked. Like you just like, and, and, like go to the bobbies and just be like, yo, you need to check this bro out. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's
0: and this is just the the bottom of the ladder, my darling, dearest.
1: We've got six more to go. Yep.
0: Two months later, with the aid of a skeleton key, Curtin broke into a Dusseldorf home and strangled a seventeen-year-old girl, and once again escaped undetected.
1: For those of you who don't know what a skeleton key is, basically, it's like a it, it's like a, um like you see in the movies where you basically hit the button and it completely unlocks everything. A skeleton key is a universal key made for locks that will basically open anything.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, old houses. Like, old Victorian homes and stuff. God, I love Victorian homes. Oh, I love them. But I love the fact that one key will open everything. And at the same time, I'm a little creeped out by it now. Um, so just a few days... After the murder of the 17-year-old girl, or, you know Gertrude Franken, Frunk. Frunkin. Frunkin. Um, Curtin was arrested for a series of arson attacks and burglaries. He was initially sentenced to 60 years. Uh, poor behavior added an additional two years to that. He was released in 1921 and um, relocated um, to Altenborg. To live with his sister. Whether Somebody this is
1: put silence your phone.
0: I did. I oh fudge a duck. Did it just oh
1: yeah buzz um, twice. Ah, oh, there's a the There we one. go. <laughs> okay,
0: I okay. apologize.
1: So, did they say what the bad behavior was though for two years? To, to... They
0: did not. Um, however, I can I can guess at this point that once again it's just basic insubordination. Uh, probably some jacking off in public, wouldn't doubt it if it involved some form of physical altercations with other, you know, other prisoners. They don't go into detail as to what the poor behavior actually was that added the additional two years on. So here he is with another eight years of imprisonment. Um, Moved to Altenburg, to live with his sister I'm assuming this is not the one he attempted to rape
1: yeah we would hope so
0: yeah um, during his time living with his sister he became acquainted with an older woman I, I do believe she was a, only a few years older than him um, an Augusta uh, Sharf. Augusta Sharf. Uh, such she, a the... manly name yeah it, yeah. it is kind of manly
1: that's it's it's, it's, it's I, I it's so weird like
0: that's, that's like going to the masseuse parlor and Olga is going to be your masseuse.
1: I mean Olga will <laughs> probably you know undo the knots. She'll probably undo the hell out of it. You know, like kind of you know. I to be honest with you, I'd rather have Olga do it than Tiffany. <laughs>
0: yeah, amen to that. Olga sounds
1: like she's got a good grip. Yeah. I just like. <laughs>
0: Is this one with happy endings.
1: <laughs> I don't need a gorilla ripped off. Just fucking touch it a little bit. No, but like, <laughs> fucking like, I I just I don't like the the, the nothing against like the billies and the, you know the you know like all the it, it's just to me when I think of a female like I don't know I just I I'm not I'm not all for the androgynous sounding names I just I'm I'm weird yeah. like I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm gonna go see the love of my life tonight, Billy. Dude, you're gay. Uh, no, 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 no. Her name is Billy Jean, but she goes by Billy.
0: But she's not my lover.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm not the one. <sighs> so, but, like, I, just, no. I just, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> Miss Sharf Miss uh, was a sweet shop proprietor a and s- a woman a after sweet? his own heart. A sweet shop proprietor. She ran a sweet shop, like a candy shop.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: And a woman after his own heart. She was a former hooker who had been convicted of shooting her fiancé to death.
1: So, like, do, do people just, like, kill people and get out of prison back then in France? Is that, like... uh, no, this is,
0: in, this is Altenburg, Germany.
1: So, like, I could just, like, go... Fucking murder a prostitute and be out in, like, three years in Germany back then. And, like, totally okay. apparently.
0: Apparently high turnover rate. Yeah, high turnover rate. Much like, uh, you know, the teenagers working at Burger King. It's always a new face. (laughs) Well, uh, two years after meeting, they marry. Um, Curtin was only able to consummate the marriage by fantasizing about violence against another person. And after their wedding night, they only had sex when she initiated it. Um in this time frame, he got his first real job ever. He had been, you know, basic, you know, burglary, pickpocket,
1: I mean, they just sent places on fire, you know, steal all yeah. this stuff from it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: well, you know, now he's got his first real job. Okay. Um He forms no close relationships at all outside of his spouse. Forms no friendships, no nothing. Um, Very, very introverted.
1: Well, yeah. Um, In
0: 1925, he and his wife leave Altenburg and move back to Dusseldorf, where Curtin began an affair with two other women. Um, I do believe... Yo, yeah. I do believe one was a housemaid, And uh, I know the other one was uh, a service maid of some kind. Um, Both women had been subjected to strangulation during intercourse with uh, one of the women claiming that Curtin had said, that's what love means. Now, I'm all for some kink. I am. I'm all for some kink. But to claim that being strangled during sex is what love means, That that's a little twisted. I but mean, you like you what you like. <laughs> what flavor are we having today? But you go back to I'll his it, early Bella. upbringing. <laughs> According to your earlier stories, you are not vanilla, my love. <laughs> if,
1: if, if, whatever. Let's let's no, we we're not talk, we're not having the Bambi cast today. That's that's a different thing. All right, back to back to the fucking curtain closes or whatever is name. So is.
0: of course the affairs can't go on forever unnoticed. When his wife discovers the girl turns him into the police and claims he seduced her. Then the other girl claims she was raped by him. The rape charge was dropped, but the other was pursued and resulted in an eight-month sentence for seduction and threatening behavior.
1: Wow. I fucking... I love old-timey laws. That's dope.
0: It's even better. He was offered to serve only six months under the agreement that he leave Dusseldorf. He later successfully appealed the ruling and got to stay in Dusseldorf.
1: So he he took the plea, and then was like, yeah, no, I'm not leaving because of this, and he got to stay.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, they got a loosey-goosey system out there, don't they?
1: All right. Yeah, yeah. Crime must have just been so rampant back then.
0: Well, definitely. Definitely. And here we were just, you know, we were concerned about frickin'— what is it? Uh, moonshine runners and shit like that. Oh yeah, because here we are 20s. at. Yep, here we are at nineteen twenty nine, the year he goes on his spree. <clears throat> it begins on February third of nineteen twenty nine. Curtin stalks an elderly woman, waiting until she's shielded from the view of any other witnesses by uh, bushes. He pounces her and drags her into the undergrowth, where he stabs her 24 times with a sharpened pair of scissors right down to the bone.
1: Oh, that's what, that's, that's what the picture of the scissors was that I saw.
0: She survives the attack and doesn't report who had attacked her. Well, Claims she... that she couldn't see him.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Claims that she could not see him. Just a few days later on February 8th, he strangles a nine-year-old girl, stabs her in the stomach, the temple, and the genitals and the heart with the scissors, spontaneously ejaculating as he did. He then inserts his semen into her vagina with his fingers, hides the body, and returns to set the body on fire.
1: So, like, these details that they come up with, like... These
0: were these were details that were given by Curtin himself when he was finally incarcerated for the very last time. Okay, all right, never mind. These are his confessions. Um, a few days later down the road, February 13th, murders a 45-year-old man, stabs him 20 times in the head, back and eyes returns to the scene the next day to talk with the police, falsely informing the police that he had heard about it over a phone call. This kind of reminded me of Chickatilla and how he just randomly throws men in on occasion. But a majority of the people he goes after tend to be women.
1: Well, I mean, there's like a wide variety. Like, you know, he... He'd... You know, uh, I mean, the two when he was younger were, you know, uh, his uh, his own age, but a, a nine year old girl, and then an old lady, and then uh-huh. seventeen, and
0: then
1: mm-hmm. n- like now it's
0: very opportunistic.
1: It, it's all, like it's okay, yeah. Like I mm-hmm. like I'm I'm i see I'm I'm too organized. Like if I'm, <laughs> I know, I know. He's—he seems to be very all over the place,
0: and it's like I said, very opportunistic. Like, oh, hey, I feel a little stabby. I'm yeah. sorry, that was a poor taste. Oh, wait, that's what we do.
1: <laughs> well, I, <clears throat> so, I, sorry, I mean, I that's was, i was still stuck on the the the, the randomness. Like, like, like it just—it it, it the, the, he breaks, you know? Like, yeah, it's opportunistic, but like it just—it's so weird when when they break protocol, you know, when they break, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to do this for a little bit. And then it's like, yeah, no, we're going to do something else.
0: Well, what makes it even better? There's five days in between the attacks, February 3rd to the 8th, five days, the 8th to the 13th, five days.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: it continues. March through July of 1929, he goes, friggin ballistic. He strangles four women and disposes of them in the Rhine River. Doesn't attack again until August. In August he rapes and strangles and stabs a Miss Maria Hahn. Stabs her in the chest and the head and sits beside her body waiting for her to die. It takes her up to an hour to die. He buries the body in the cornfield and fearful his wife might connect the blood stains that she had found on his shirt later, he returns and reburies her. He returns again with the intent, like this is weeks later, with the intention of nailing her body to a cross to shock the public and mock crucifixion but discovers her remains are too heavy. So he returns the corpse back to the hole where he lays with it, embracing it. He is laying under her decomposing body, just cuddling with it before burying it again.
1: Yeah.
0: He later confesses to returning many times to improve upon the upkeep. And every time, he felt great satisfaction knowing that she was lying there waiting for him.
1: Okay. So like the the four women that he murdered in the Rhine.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Between
0: March and July, he strangles four separate women and throws them into the Rhine River.
1: So they don't die, though?
0: No, they all died.
1: So four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. So we're at eight now. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I was just keeping track.
0: Now, they did say nine plus because there still are some where they can't really, you know, put full connection to it. Mm, okay, Okay. Some of the women thrown into the river are part of that. We can't really connect it. There were two of them that they could not prove. They had to go off his word. Okay. So they were not added in with his final charges. Okay. Now, three months later, Curtin sends, sends an anonymous letter to the police confessing to the murder, adding that, now this is the, the murder of, uh, the young, of the girl that he left in the, uh, in the field.
1: Okay.
0: He confesses to the murder, adds that her remains have been buried in a field, and even drew a crude map to the location. They found her body. This is around the time that Curtin makes some alterations in his choice of weapon. He's no longer using scissors. In an effort to convince the police that more than one perpetrator was responsible for the killing spree, he began using a knife. And on August 21st randomly stabbed an 18-year-old girl, 30-year-old man, and 37-year-old woman in all separate attacks. All were seriously wounded and all said the assailants didn't say a single thing. Not one of them could provide any form of identification. Dude. Yeah! This dude's good. Yeah, he's like a ninja!
1: My God, just fucking—he
0: spontaneously ejaculating ninja.
1: Jesus, like, like that's <laughs> that's some like that's like some Delta Force shit right there, just fucking. That is a that I will
0: Never say again. <laughs> he is. He's like some Delta Force spontaneously ejaculating ninja.
1: It's fu- just fucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, moving forward, August 24th, 1929, encounters two young girls, a five-year-old and a 14-year-old, walking from a fairground en route to their home. He offers the eldest money to go get him cigarettes and attacks the five-year-old
1: girl. Whew.
0: Who this Who the fuck, fuck is just letting their kids
1: walk, like, after that, like... Like after all the shit that's been going down in town, who in the fuck yeah. is just letting their kids that, walk around?
0: And here I am ages ago, a few years ago, I actually considered finding to lojack my child because my, my child has anybody who knows me. Well, knows my child has autism. She used to be a wanderer. Um, I had been at home one day, turned for five flipping seconds to go and change out laundry, came back out to discover the front door was wide open and she and one of our dogs was gone. I I have heard, prior to this, I had heard parents express how terrified they were. I felt my tongue swell. I felt my heart and my throat. My stomach was in knots. I was terrified. And Good God. I'm, I'm running up and down our street, calling for her, looking for her, calling for our dog. Luckily, my neighbor was security forces. He comes out. I expressed, this is what she's wearing. This is how tall she is. This is what she looks like. This is what the dog looks like. My daughter had managed to get out of the house wearing nothing but a large t-shirt. No shoes, no nothing. Just a t-shirt and her pull-up. They found her 15 minutes later, wandering around in a field on base. She had little cactus spurs in her feet and she was fine. She wasn't scared or anything. She was just wandering around. She was fine. She didn't get scared Until she came home and saw how upset mom was.
1: Let's go for a walk with a puppy. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, and the fun thing is, yeah, fun. Um, The policeman had told me that they tried to load the dog up into the vehicle. She would not get into the back of that vehicle until my daughter was in the vehicle. Aw. Once my daughter was in the vehicle, she happily got up into the car with her. So, I'm definitely sitting right where you are. Who lets their five-year-old child meander around? Granted, yes, she was out with her 14-year-old sister. So, okay, great. But what 14-year-old just wanders off and leaves her five-year-old sister with some random motherfucker.
1: And this was back in the 20s, though, when, like, or maybe 30s. But, like, you know, like back then this the, this was the gentleman era you know so I mean I could kind of see maybe why like when adults like hey go buy me some cigarettes but then like what 14 year old can buy cigarettes well they didn't have the age restrictions back or, then or were shopkeepers just like hey little girl I oh, want to buy yeah. cigarettes for this man they didn't
0: I don't think they developed those age restrictions until what like the the 50s Dude, I'm talking. taking a wild I'm taking a wild stab, and I know you are—you are googling away. You're my little googler.
1: I've act, no, I'm not googling right now. I'd, I'm kind of I'm so a cockeyed fan. right now. I'd, I'm in a comfy position. <sighs> you, you have like, failed me. Fuck you. But like, for real, like who? Like, were the 20s and 30s just like fucking lawless or some mm. shit like that? Roaring 20s, baby. Is this just like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Just do whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I understand. I do. I completely understand. Now, keep in mind, too, this is Europe. You know, and when we think of 1929, we think of our American history. We, we don't think of European history, particularly German 1929 history. So it could have been a completely different, you know, POV for us versus them. You know, absolutely different different you know atmospheres
1: i knew i should have been born earlier not not saying i want to be a serial killer but like i for shame well like like i i had a a, i had an ex-wife you know and she was uh she was kind of messing around with with one of the guys i knew and she was fucking satan yeah so like you know, back in the, back in like the, the twenties and like thirties and forties and fifties, you had a problem with somebody fucking with your wife. You go, Hey bro, let's settle this outside. And when I was in the military at this time and you know, uh, my first sergeant were pretty much, he's uh, human resources for the military. Uh, he's like your human resources department. Is like, all right, now Bambi, I know what you want to do. But don't do it. I, I see that look in your eye. Don't do it. I understand you're old school like that. And like, you know, you want to take him outside and settle it. And like back in the twenties through the fifties, that's what you did. You're like, yo, Bob, I heard you talking shit with my wife. Yeah. Well, your wife likes it. All right, bro, put him up and you duke it out. And then if Bob beats your ass, okay, dope. Bob gets to fuck with your wife. No big deal. But you beat Bob's ass. Bob's ass crawls back in the little hole that he came out of. And he fucking sits there and doesn't do anything. You know, he stops flirting with your wife now you, now you just mad text somebody, and they're like, huh, it's just text, blah, blah, blah. Like, this, this, like this, it was just such an old school area where, like, you settled shit. You know, you did. But then again, this yeah. is the serial killers run rampant. It's like, oh, Timmy and Bob are just fighting over there as Timmy's stabbing him with the scissors. <laughs> you know? Oddly
0: enough, years later, the great Bambino admits he frankly didn't give two fucks. Ah, now we are silent.
1: I don't understand what you mean by that.
0: You had openly admitted that you really just didn't give two fucks about her. You were just fucking pissed that she fucking went and cheated.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I I stopped caring. Like, after after a while, like, this was eons ago. I was fucking, I was 20. It was over a decade. Yeah, it was, it was but no, no, it's just. Yeah, it was, yeah it was 10 years ago it was
0: It, it was, uh it was about 11 to 10 years ago
1: yeah it was like 10 years ago 10 years ago that i th- think we got married and about eight years ago that i got divorced because it was it would it would have been six months but somebody had to send me to afghanistan and or, or, yeah i was sent to afghanistan because they decided that uh <laughs> it was, it was kind of funny um my, uh, just a little side note here. They, they're asking for volunteers and I said, I'll talk to my wife to see if, you know, it's cool that I deploy. Two days later, I'm congratulated by the first sergeant. Hey, thanks for taking that deployment to Afghanistan. Oh, I guess I'm going to Afghanistan then. <laughs> he was voluntold. Yeah. Well, cause I, I said I'd, I'd look into it, but like fucking, yeah, I just like, I just, the old school, the old school vibes just so vibe with me. It's just you could, like, you know, if you had a problem with somebody, you fought them. You know, you just, you fucking rocked it with them. That's why, I like, the 20s and 30s and 40s and even into the 50s. But, God damn, people are just out there, like, oh, my God.
0: Well, you know, if I need my honor defended, I'll call you, sweetheart. Well, I,
1: don't, I mean, like, just the, the, the chick he married, like, murdered her fiancé. Like, point blank, just murdered him. They're like, yeah, Tiffany did it. Hey Tiffany, you're gonna spend like three yeah, two yeah, whatever, you'll be out in eight months, no big deal. Like, like, <laughs> like it's like it's like ah, she's reformed. Dude, she so, stabbed a chick last week. Yeah, she's reformed, whatever. <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, so Curtin attacks this little five year old girl. He lifts her off the ground by her throat, oh. strangling her. Yeah strangling her until she is unconscious while she's unconscious he cuts her throat and discards her body in a patch of runner beans or runner beans are kind of like uh, butter beans or lima beans they're they're part of that same family just kind of tosses her body off to the side
1: but he couldn't lift the dead chick maybe she was a big girl I didn't I know. No. Well
0: he he did want to nail her to a cross, and it turns out her body was too heavy for the purposes that he wanted.
1: Well maybe he was doing it the dumb way where he erected the cross and then was trying to hold her up and pin her to it. That's probably what he was trying to do.
0: Exactly. More
1: smarter, not harder, dumbass.
0: Well, upon her return, he then at- oh I got hiccups. He then attacks the older sister. Curtin partially strangles her, stabs her in the torso, and pierces an, aor- an aor- aor- aorta. Yeah. Aorta. Now it gets sick. He bit and cut her throat before drinking her blood. Hence why he is called the Vampire of Dusseldorf. But that's just one incident, though. I, I will illuminate upon that. Trust okay. me. In his confessions, I shall illuminate foreshadowing.
1: Bum, bum, neither,
0: bum. neither of the children were sexually assaulted. Okay. Now, August 25th, keep in mind, the attack on the girls happened August 24th. The very next day, he accosted a 27-year-old housemaid.
1: What, no, I thought he... you said the 28th. No. Okay, 25th, sorry.
0: You know, we're on the twenty fifth, okay. the next day,
1: okay,
0: he accosted a twenty-seven-year-old housemaid. She had rebuffed him, and he then said to her, "We'll die then." Before, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Fuck before
0: it. heatedly stabbing her in the head, neck, shoulder, and back, the bitch survives.
1: Wow! But beyond,
0: yeah. But beyond assuming his age to be around 40, could not give a clear description. Motherfucker's a ninja! He's a ninja! How can nobody give
1: his fucking description? Well, no, it, like... Okay, I know that this is a podcast. But if, like, if you can Google what he looks like, I, I mean, he's kind of an average dude. Like for the time frame because I, I used to, I, I watched a lot of the world war two and color and stuff like that. Like bro's just an average bro. Like it, it's like, you know, like when you're like, Hey, uh, describe for me, Donald Trump, you're like, Oh, he's got, you know, wavy thin hair. It's like really long and weird in one piece. He's orange, this, that, and the third. And you're like, ah, oh, that's Donald Trump. <laughs> but then you're like, uh, but then you're like, name me a Chad who lifts weights and you're like big well uh, okay so this okay so we were doing an exercise once in the military and this this girl was describing uh, a rape that happened to her because this was part of our training and you know we would do simulated scenes and we were supposed to be on an army installation and we're like you know asking her the questions to try to like figure out you know Uh, What happened, and again, this was an exercise. We were just playing a game. She goes, oh, he was black, bald, and muscular. and And wearing army fatigues. Did you see his rank? No. Did you see his name? No. Did you see any defining features? No. Big, black, muscular, and bald. That describes half of the black male population in the army. Like, if you're like, oh, he's got a high and tight, he's muscular... And he's white. That's half of the fucking population on a military installation. They are yeah. muscular, they wear high-end tights, and they're white. Like, you, you just literally described so many people. You're describing me, except I was a little chubby. But it's like, give me a defining He picture. wasn't that
0: chubby back then. I got pictures to prove it. Uh, what? Nothing.
1: Keep going. I was i was chubby back then. I was wasn't like okay. I wasn't like super in. I wasn't like in shape like a bunch of those people. But like when, when like he he if you describe a dude, he's got the the low fade, and he doesn't have any defining features. He just, you know he looks like a bro, <laughs> a nineteen fifties bro, bro, but like bro, bro nonetheless. Nineteen fifties <laughs> <laughs> <1950s> bro. <laughs>
0: well. He lays off for a little bit, and in September, there's two more attacks. They don't really go into uh, detail with it. They just pointed out there were two victims in September. Okay. Whether they survived, and I don't know. I dug, and I dug, and I could not find it. Um, once again, Curtin changes up his weapon and has now moved to Hammer's. Oh, that's and a, that's on a good
1: sign.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, on September 30th, he attacks a 31-year-old servant girl at the Dusseldorf station, um, the train station. Much like Chicatillo, he uh, he persuaded her to go to a cafe with him, and then for a walk through the lo- local. Uh, oh, how do they pronounce Hofgarten? close to the Rhine River garden. Um And it's, it's near the Rhine River. He, uh, he re- repeatedly struck her with the hammer in the head, both before and after he brutally raped her. Um, at one point during the assault, she regained her faculties and pled for her life. In response, he gave his words, Gave her other hammer blows to the head and misused her.
1: Like, he... Th- 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 does he have, like, humility now? Or is he just, like, tired of explaining, like, yeah, I did these fucked up things.
0: All shall make sense soon. All shall make sense, my dear Bambi. All right. Just ride this bullet train with me.
1: Fucking 100 miles an hour all all aboard. That was a perfect time <laughs> to use the speech of fire thing. Okay, whatever. Uh, Aw. Okay. Eleven days later,
0: he attacks a 22-year-old woman after she had agreed to have a drink with him at a local cafe and a train ride. He struck her once with a hammer, raped her, struck her more, and left her for dead. She was found in a coma the next day and died 24 hours later, unable to give any details on what happened to her. Again, bear in mind, these are all his confessions. This is all taken from his his mouth when he was recounting the attacks. Um, October 25th, he attacks two more women with the hammer. Both of them survived. The second one survived because the hammer broke. How hard do you got to be hitting a motherfucker to break a hammer?
1: To um to be fair, I've actually broke four axes.
0: Oh, get it, Paul Bunyan?
1: Yeah. Um and that's just because I messed up. Um if you hit the wrong way or if you noise.
0: What? I apologize for the noise in the background. I'm I'm snacking. I'm sorry guys.
1: I it's six thirty-four in the work afternoon. Work. It's it's fine. You
0: know what? What is six thirty-four p.m. for you is actually more like my twelve a.m.
1: Well, that's what you get for being a night owl. But no, like if you, uh, <laughs> yeah, like if you if you hit wrong or if you've used something so many times, it it you know there's the degradation. I mean, especially if the dude's been using a hammer for how long now, like. Yeah. Bone bone is a lot stronger than people. Th- I I hate that I'm actually using this, but bone is a lot stronger and more dense than you really think. So, like, I mean, mm. if if you consider you know hammering like a nail or hammering you know a piece of wood or something like that, you can actually take some. You could break some stuff. You know, they're not infallible. Well,
0: that's <laughs> like uh, one of uh one of the 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 little. Chickies that followed um, Charlie Manson during the uh, the Tate murders. Mm -hmm. She, in an interview, she had said that when she stabbed one of the victims, the knife went straight down to the bone. Mm -hmm. She said that she thought it broke her hand. Mm -hmm. That's a, yeah, bone is definitely a lot stronger than we give it credit for.
1: Yeah. Um you you yeah, it's it's very, 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 very possible to mm-hmm. to have bone break something. It's it's you know, especially I mean depending upon the kind of hammer he used, how he had been using it before, there are so many factors that can come into play. It's ridiculous.
0: Exactly. Um November of nineteen twenty nine He persuades a five-year-old little girl to go with him to a section of deserted allotments. There, he strangled the child, stabbed her in the temple with scissors. When she collapsed to the ground without a sound, he stabbed her 34 more times in the temple, the chest, and left her body in a pile of nettles against a factory wall.
1: Nettles? Um...
0: Nettles are a herbaceous plant with, like, jagged leaves that are covered with stinging hairs.
1: Oh. Fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Five-year-old little girl. He's such an opportunistic. Wow. He is. Yeah.
0: He definitely is. Now, if you notice, though, when he attacks the children, none of the children are sexually assaulted, aside from the one where... He decided to insert via his fingers his semen into her. None of the children are full-on sexually assaulted. But he always turns around not too long after and assaults a grown woman.
1: Well, I think – well, because remember how you were saying the first time it happened, he had gotten blood in his mouth, and it probably set him off and then mm-hmm. well, it, it's like it's like when you think back and you're like I accidentally called my mom and my teacher mom once you know and you have that cringe moment that's yeah that's probably what happened is that it you know he hit that point he he did it it happened and he's just like ooh i don't like how i feel after that let's not do that again
0: yeah yeah well uh the inves- the investigations had started roughly around the summer time frame you know really picking up speed so by late summer of nineteen twenty nine the savage murders had gained considerable national and international attention with the press dubbing the killer the vampire of Düsseldorf um, the diversity of the victims the me- method of assaults and murders the police and the press theorized that it really was more than one killer they really thought they were looking for more than one killer like, they had an entourage of psychos running around.
1: Well, I mean, think about that. you know, you got to remember this was uh, before the, whatchamacallit, you, you know? This was before serial killers were a thing, you know?
0: This was before forensic science had really come into its own. It like, was it was still really in its infancy, yeah. yeah. Um, by the close of 1929... The police received more than 13,000 letters from the public. Each lead was pursued. 9,000 people were interviewed. 2,650 clues had been followed. And 900,000 potential suspects. Damn. That is all of Dusseldorf because they had no idea who they were looking for. Um, Curtin sent a local communist newspaper a map revealing exactly where to find two of his victims, describing the exact position of the body face down among bricks and rubble. a uh, a graphologist confirmed uh, all location or confirmed that all of those all those letters leading to the locations were written by the same individual. so a, a, a graphologist is somebody who, basically can read your handwriting like have you ever had that done somebody tell you oh you write this way you have this kind of attitude or you write that way you have that kind of personality
1: well i've 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 heard about them you know doing that way back when forensic science was like we were saying in its infancy where basically what would happen is that uh you know they you know because killers would write in letters and he would be like, all right, well, this is this. And they're like, look, this is all the same handwriting and stuff. So,
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The five-year-old girl is his final fatal attack. Um, his span or or his little spat of non-fatal attacks with the hammer and attempted strangulations between February and May of 1930 uh, resulted in ten victims, all surviving, and many were able to describe the attacker. Mm. Suddenly, they can tell you what he looks like. Yeah. Apparently, people were fucking blind until 1930.
1: Well, you got to remember, he—he was—he's um, very average-looking uh, compared to the days of yore. <laughs>
0: Good morrow, my good sir.
1: Oh, fuck off. You know what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> in, uh, in May of 1930, Curtin encounters a 22-year-old woman at the Dusseldorf uh, train station again. Mm-hmm. She's arguing with an unknown man. Um, This man tried to lead her through a, a, a scarcely populated park. Mm-hmm. Well, Curtin just a random guy, approaches, asks if she's being pestered. She says yes. The man she'd been arguing with then leaves. Curtin invites her to his apartment. You know, come come, get something to eat. Come calm down. I, I can get you a drink. We'll make sure you're okay. We'll, we'll even go talk to the police. She, uh, upon getting there, she makes it completely clear to him. She has no interest in having sex with him. He says, well, you know what, here, let me let me lead you to a hotel. I'll, I'll walk you over to a hotel, and if you want to go to the police, you can go to the police and tell them what happened and everything. But, you know, I'll, I'll
1: take you somewhere safe. He was trying to white knight it.
0: And he was. He totally was. Yes. Definitely. He wasn't doing it very well, either. No. Um, instead of taking her where he said he was going to, He lured her to the Grafenberg woods, where he attempted to strangle and rape her. She screamed, and he released her. She did not report the assault, but described her ordeal in a letter to a friend. However, the letter was incorrectly addressed, and it was opened at the post office five days later. Hmm. The clerk turned the letter over to the police. Dude, really? Really? Re- really? Oh, this been sitting here a while. I'm just gonna go ahead and open this letter. Then gather around. We're going to read. Really? Just letting fucking killers wander around, letting your kids just meander around, fucking reading other people's goddamn mail. What the
1: fuck? That's well. Then again, this I don't know when it became a felony to read somebody else's mail, but all right, Holmes. Right?
0: Right? He probably thought he was gonna get something juicy. Well, the chief of the police, upon reading it, he didn't believe that it was the Dusseldorf murderer that she was talking about in her letter. But, wanting to follow all leads, she's brought in for an interview. Yeah. And she divulged that he let her go because she claimed she couldn't remember where he lived. This little bitch led the police straight to his home. He wasn't there. But, they did find the landlady, who led him up to the apartment, to which the girl says, yes, this is it. The landlady provided a name, Peter Curtin. It is now that Curtin is feeling it close in on him, because he happened to be across the street and witnessed the girl lead the police to his home, and knew they'd suspect him of the Dusseldorf murders. So... Yeah, so to answer your questions about, you know, his, his wife and, and all of your questions about his confessions, here it is, baby doll, your answers. Curtain goes to his wife, and he confesses to his wife he had raped the girl, and because of his past record, he'd been doing 15 years with his wife's consent. He found new lodgings and did not return to his home for some time. When he did return, he told his wife he was the vampire of Dusseldorf. Urged her to turn him in and collect the reward money, so she did it the next day. That afternoon, Curtin was arrested at gunpoint outside his home. Wow. He confessed everything to the police, including two 1913 unsolved murders. 68 crimes, including 10 full murders and 38 attempted murders, made no attempts to excuse his crimes, but justified them upon the basis of what he saw as the injustices he had endured throughout his life. He was adamant he'd not torture child victims. He admitted to drinking the blood of some of his victims. On mm-hmm. one, he drank so much he became physically ill. Yeah, that He even, happens. yeah, he even confessed to decapitating a swan in the park to drink the blood from its throat, which brought him to orgasm.
1: Oh, that's fantastic, bud.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we are up to the trial. On April 13th of 1930, Curtin was put on trial and charged with nine counts of murder, seven attempted. He pled not guilty by reason of insanity to ah. all charges. However, however, it was discovered through you know, psychological evaluation, he was sane enough to stand trial. And all that jazz, yardy yarda, yarda. So if you have a psychologist saying you were sane enough to stay on trial and you're going to sit there and say that you're not guilty by reason of insanity, something doesn't add up. Um, just like Chicatello, he was placed in a cage during his trial to protect him from the public and the families of the victims.
1: Well, go figure, yeah.
0: Duff. Oh, yeah. The entire city was in an uproar. Um... Several days into the trial, suddenly he changes his plea to guilty. His claim is he pled guil- guilty so his wife could get the money. Curtin addressed the court, and I quote, I have no remorse as to whether recollection of my deeds makes me feel ashamed. I will tell you that thinking back to all the details is not at all unpleasant. I rather enjoyed it. Dude. His motives yeah. His motives for confession. Again, I quote, Why don't you understand I am fond of my wife and that I am still fond of her. I have done many wrongs. I have been unfaithful over and over again. My wife has never done any wrong. Even when she heard of my prison sentences, I have served. Ooh, I lost my place. <laughs> she said, I won't let you down. Otherwise, you'll be lost altogether. I wanted to fix for my wife a carefree old age. So underneath every piece of shit that he is, he really did hold affection for his wife, huh. a woman after his own heart.
1: That's kind of interesting why she wouldn't, why she wouldn't be there. Blah, blah, blah. Why she wouldn't have stopped him. But okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the trial lasted a grand total of 10 days and the jury only deliberated roughly two hours before finding him guilty and they sen- sentenced him to uh, death on nine counts of murder. Curtin displayed no emotion in his final address stated that he now saw his crimes as being so ghastly that he did not want to make any sort of excuse for them. He did not lodge an appeal, did not, sub, you know, submit a petition for pardon, or, I'm sorry, he did submit a petition for pardon, and it was denied. He did ask to write apology letters to victims, relatives, and his wife. That was granted. Um, okay. He, he was beheaded by a guillotine.
1: He really? walked
0: unassisted. Yep. Walked unassisted, flanked by a priest and the prison psychologist, Shortly before his head was placed on the guillotine block, Curtin turned to the psych and asked, Tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures.
1: They do say that you're alive for about five seconds after your head comes right off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Curtin's head was mummified. The brain was removed and subjected to forensic analysis in an attempt to explain his personality and his behaviors. It revealed no abnormalities. Aside from an enlarged thymus gland, um, it's like a... a it, it specializes primary, primarily like the lymph node organ of the immune system. Mm, so he had no physical... Yeah, he had no physical abnormalities. Okay. This... This, you're going to like, Bambi, my Ooh. dearest. Okay, okay, His head is currently on display in the Wisconsin Dells at Ripley's Believe It or Not.
1: Uh, really?
0: Yup. His head is just a short drive away from you.
1: Yeah, I think I'm good.
0: Um... <laughs> And that, my darling, dearest, little, demented demons, is the vampire of Dusseldorf, Peter Curtin.
1: Okay, because I was wondering where the hell you got vampire from, because, like, dude, like, dude, like, doesn't...
0: He, uh... In, in some of the interviews, he had expressed that he, he gained great joy from biting at his victims and drinking from their wounds one was a temple wound um a couple of throat wounds however after drinking so much from that one throat wound that he became physically sick too much he didn't iron. do it
1: again well yeah too much mm-hmm. iron well that's yeah. like uh that's like when you uh it's like when you get sick with the flu you know whatever you had the day before that came back up you usually don't eat that for quite a while
0: yeah, spaghetti's the worst. I'm <laughs> sorry. I personally think spaghetti is the worst.
1: Thank you for putting that image in my head. I really don't care for it.
0: I'm sorry. I, I apologize. No, <laughs> you know what? Fuck you! No! No, we apologize for nothing!
1: Hey, hey, we, will go. Hey, hey, we will go. <laughs> All right. God damn, yeah, like that... Like i I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of hoping for like some more vampire-y stuff. like I was kind of hoping like, you know, but like it just it like it, I know we put the trigger warning at the beginning, but like it's not really triggery. Hey, Helios sorry well
0: the the frequent mention, and the reason I wanted to put a trigger there is the frequent mention of you know, the brutalization of the children. I did I did curve a few things here and there um, Part way through I decided it might be best to curve a couple of them yeah. um, like there was there was far more detail on the attacks like far more detail
1: um, I mean that's, that's, the, you don't you don't need to see that like when it, when it comes to like the serial killer stuff like the documentaries that they put out like I think I think that information is fine. We the, you know if people want to go that in depth, with the serial killer and they really want to know like the the in-depth details about stuff like that. Like I say, go for it, you know, like go ahead and do your research on, on these people that, that we look into, you know, I don't think that we really need to, like maybe it's an important factor the first time, you know, he drinks the blood to go, Hey, this little bottle rocket went off, you know, but it's not like, I can see why you put it in there, but it's, you know, you get bothered by, Saying
0: ejaculate,
1: don't you? Well, it's just it's 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 so clinical, like.
0: Okay, like when someone's in his pants feels
1: so cold. Well, like he got off. You could just be like, oh, he got off. Like oh, (laughs) little Like, like when someone's like penis, I'm like, ugh, ugh. Say cock, man. You know, like come on. (laughs) Like, it's just. It's just so clinical. I, like, I just... I don't like the clinical... The wordings, but... I just... I don't know. Like, you know... I really don't Do see you
0: a... you tr- word moist? No, actually. <laughs> I think
1: moist is a hilarious word. I love saying it. When people are like, ah, oh, it's so weird. <laughs> moist. Right here. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I just... Like, I just... I, like, to me, it's it's... It's a whatever kind of thing. Like... It, 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 i just i i separate like the clinic like the clinical sounding bullshit is what i hate I, you know i just you know give me the slang for it like he got off dope I you can you can like it gives a person what happened you're like he ejaculated everywhere versus he came you know or he got off <laughs> you know like you know the act all of us have watched the porn hubs and the red tubes and the ex hamster videos like we all know what that is we all know blood
0: made him blow his load
1: yeah like every like you're like oh he got off oh dope we understand you know in my mind it's this in somebody else's mind it's that but when you throw something that is just so clinical like that out there like it gives it that extra little twinge to it with me and i'm just like (laughs) no (laughs) So, like that, that, like, to me, it's, you know, it's, it's not that you're wording anything incorrectly. It's just, to me, it's just like, come on, bro. No, just, just let it, let it flow. Like, just like, give me that, give me that, you know, non clinical. All right.
0: Bad choice of words. We're talking about ejaculation. And you say, let it flow.
1: (laughs) All right. You know what? You, yeah, I fucking. My caffeine is worn off. I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're here. Fuck it. All right. And on, on those blowing loaded questions and words, that was a bad part. We are going to end it here today for everybody. I have been the one, the only, the Bambi.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us once again. And uh, I've been your severely demented host, Tara.
1: We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.